Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oh, did I send him the wrong time? Oh, that would be really bad if I did that. No, I told him it was going to be 6.05. We're a little bit early. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, and... Derek Scott joining you. It is Oilers now, and the Oilers are getting ready to take on the St. Louis Blues. A reminder that you can text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line at uh, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Flores. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. I do want to tell you while we have a minute here, uh, that you can join an exclusive road trip to Dallas this April to watch the Oilers play the Stars. This new West travel package includes four nights deluxe hotel, great game tickets, plus a welcome reception with yours truly in Edmonton and in Dallas. You can complete your trip with an optional AT&T Stadium tour, take on a baseball game. Only limited space currently is available. Everything's bigger in Texas, including this road trip. Reach out to New West Travel today. Online at newwesttravel.com. Brendan Escott's back at the uh, 630 Chad Studios. We're just negotiating contact with Elliot Friedman. He'll be joining us momentarily. Brendan, the Oilers and the Blues should be a good one. It's it's another one of these opportunities for a playoff-style atmosphere, just because, to me, that's really uh, a type of game that St. Louis plays. They've got a goaltender who brings the fire, and, uh, you know, I was talking to Tony Brar about just how many teams come into Edmonton embracing the opportunity to play spoiler. And we often talk about this team getting the best out of every group every night, but it almost seems to me like Edmonton's, like, villainized in the eyes of Vegas fans and Vancouver fans and of course Calgary fans but Los Angeles too uh, you know I don't know if it's just the they hate us because they ain't us thing with those five Stanley Cups and Gretzky and Connor and all the rest of it but um, St. Louis all this to say is another one of those teams who I think gets up to play against the likes of McDavid and, and Dreisaitl and whatever and it goes uh, right through their goaltender in Bennington. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go to a couple texts here. This text comes in and it says, Hey, Bob, is there any chance Charlie Lindgren is available in a package with Washington? Well, I do think that logic dictates, and we saw the Leafs do this and the Rangers do this last year, where you stack deals, where you get more than one player in a deal, and uh, away you go. So, uh, you know, if you're looking at the Washington Capitals, what about a guy like Nick Dowd? Uh, what about Charlie Lindgren, a goal? What about Joel Edmondson on defense? I mean, obviously, they'd have to retain some money on Edmondson. Uh, and conversely, what about Anthony Mantha at front, at forward? And we'll have to wait and see on that front. So, Charlie Lindgren, I guess, I mean, I think Washington's in a pretty obvious spot. They're rebuilding, and they need to accept uh, who they are. It's interesting because I know that there's some folks down in Calgary that think, hey, man, they got to they gotta rebuild, too. One of them's Eric Francis, and I'm not convinced the Flames necessarily uh, think that way. Derek, just let me know uh, when we're good to go. Yeah, we're almost ready, Bob. All right. Uh, Cracker Jack is Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Bob, what about Holloway Borgo two first for Buchnevich and Sunquist? Holloway can't produce, and Xavier was an awful selection, says uh, Cracker Jack. Can't wait around, or maybe I'm out to lunch. Uh, I don't know. How would the owners fill that, uh, fit that trade in? I mean, Buchnevich is a $5.8 million cap hit. You're trading out a million dollars out of your lineup, uh, basically. That would be a uh, 
uh, tough one. Another text comes in from Corey. He says, Bob, is there any chance uh, we could get hold of Colton Pareko? Uh, highly unlikely. Pareko's had a great season. He leads the Blues in time on ice. Plays 23-51 per game. Where do you get a six foot six right shot defenseman? He's plus nine this season. He's got nine goals. I do not see uh, Pareko being uh, uh, being an option. Bob, why would you sit Sam Gagne instead of Connor Brown? I think Sam could do the same with what Connor Brown does. Well, Connor Brown, in theory, I think is in the lineup because he's a penalty killer. And here's where I tell you that Sam Gagne, when he played for the Detroit Red Wings, he killed penalties. So take it for what it's It's all fair. Uh, Jason from Sangudo says, Bob, nothing but misery, misery. For the Blues tonight, that comes to us from uh, Jason from San Guido. Well, time will tell. Time will tell. And uh, Cactus Jack is Texas and said, Bob, every team in the league gets up to play McDavid and dry settle. They get everybody's fastball. I tend to agree with that, and I can prove it. Because I know one team that McDavid and dry settle get, to get up to play. And uh, that team is Sidney Crosby and of Jenny Malkin and the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think Connor's played some of his best games against Sid the Kid over the last several years, and the Oilers are going to get him twice in an eight-day spam. All right, we are going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, and we're pleased to welcome back to the show for Abe's Door Service, where services are specially visit abesdoor.ca, one of the most plugged men in the business, Elliot Freeman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Elliot, thank you for uh, fit us in tonight. How are you doing? I am having first world problems, Bob. My AirPods are not working. This is a very serious development. Oh, uh, I don't even know how to do voice to text yet. Jamie Cartmel, the Oilers PR guy, gives me heck all the time. As as I see your gigantic hands and fingers pounding away trying to, he goes, you just need voice to text. So forget about AirPods. I don't know how to use those either. <laughs> hey, is it the calm before the storm or is there going to be a storm? I still think there's going to be stuff like you know Calgary obviously is uh, is holding on. Um, uh, that's a big issue. Cancel hasn't gone yet. You know that's a big issue. Like cancel affects guys like Tarasenko. The teams that either don't get cancel or feel that they can't get in on cancel, the price is too high. Then they'll go to their secondary targets. Like if you take a look at the D market, there's there's guys out there like Labushkin. Um, they're sort of the the secondary guys behind what whatever Calgary decides to do. So I still think unless you've decided you're out on Gensel or you're out on the Calgary guys, you're waiting to see what happens with those teams before you do anything else. Elliot, do you think it's possible that the Calgary guys, uh, you know, some of the guys that they sign long-term there, Huberto, Caudry, uh, Uyghur, Uyghur's had a very good year, as you know. I mean, yes, he has. And the Flames, the Flames have played pretty well of late. They've strung together some wins. I don't think well, they think you know, they're out of it. Well, they don't. Um, you know, like like to be honest, I, I kind of talked about this this week, uh, Bob. Like, if you got the Flames in the first round and they had Markstrom, Tanev, Hannafin, you know, that's not exactly a barrel of laughs. They they could cause you some problems, especially the way they played you guys the other night. Now, I still don't think that changes anything. Now, the one thing I do believe. Um, and, and it's, I think Calgary has tried harder to sign those guys than, than has been let on. Like, I'm not talking about earlier in the season, but I think even recently Calgary has looked at the way they've played and said, you know, what if we kept this band together? I, it just sounds like it's too far gone. Um, 
So, but I, I, some people have indicated to me that Calgary has really tried to see if it could work. I just, I don't get the sense that's going to happen. So, um, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of where we are. Now, I think, I think Tanev, it's, um, like, it's a grind. It's Dallas and Calgary kind of grind, grinding away at each other with Vancouver and Toronto and others lurking. You know, Hannafin, I also think Dallas, like, at least made a pitch at him. Uh, I think the price there is very high. Uh, my coworker Merrick has been working on that. He says it's a very, very high price. You know, I think Tampa's around there. I think Boston's around there. I, I suspect Florida's been in there although I don't know that they can do it. Uh, you know, I think there's been a few teams around there. And, um, you know, I think the biggest question there, Bob, is, you know, what do these guys see as their future? I, I think Tanev knows that Ottawa's a future landing spot for him, potentially, if not Toronto. But, you know, how do you get from here to there? Where does, where does Hannafin see his future? And how do you get from here to there? And I think there's also teams, Bob, that have kind of wondered, you know, would Tanev and Hannafin consider, or Tanafin, as I actually called them last week, would they actually go together somewhere? And, you know, could a team pull that off? That's really complicated. So, but like watching, like I, I will say this, watching the two of those guys play against the Oilers last Saturday, I think some teams kind of wondered, like, is something like that even potentially possible? Yeah, uh, Edmonton was playing the second of a back-to-back. No excuses, but they really pushed hard against Minnesota, and the Flames were prepared to check from the opening shift, and the Oilers, it took them half a game to wake up. Uh, all right, that's, uh, that's because the first two games between the two teams were not close in the first period. Edmonton was on a completely different level in the Heritage Classic, and, and the game in Calgary, as you would recall, uh, where Ryan McLeod scored on a breakaway, the Oilers were all over the flames in the first period. Let's do this. Uh, I know that you referenced Anaheim. We've talked about deals where maybe Ken Holland can get two players from an organization, and you mentioned Henrik and Sam Carrick. We've mentioned uh, in the past uh, the Washington Capitals. You know, are we looking at Dowd and Mantha? Are we looking at Dowd and Edmondson? I do, I do think Dowd is on. Uh, I do think Dowd is on your radar. The one thing about Mantha is I've kind of gotten the impression that there's a limit to what you guys are willing to do for Mantha. We'll see. Like you know, there's there's what there's, it's like my grandmother's old line: "You plan and God laughs." Like you know, so like. At this time of year, you have to be so careful. Like, I think you guys have talked about Gensel. I'm beginning to wonder if you guys think that that's possible for you and it might be out of your range. So what do you do? Do you look at a Tarasenko? Do you look at a Manta? What's the price you're willing to pay? Um, like, I think the biggest question I have for you guys, Bob, is what are you guys going to decide is your biggest need? Do you feel you need a winger? Do you feel you need a center? Like, one of the things is you have Newton Hopkins. He's flexible. You have McLeod. He can go up and down a couple of lines. So I, I think, like, the one thing I really think is where are you guys going to decide you need your biggest ad? And I do think you're looking at Dowd. I, I think he's someone you guys have considered. Um, Manta, I think there's a limit to the price he's willing to pay. But what is, like, when, when Ken Holland takes a look at his biggest asset, which is probably the first rounder, and the second biggest asset is probably, as long as it's not a rental, is someone like Broberg, 
Um, and you, people can argue with whether he's the bigger asset or not. I'm just spitballing off my top of my head here. Uh, I'm just like my question is where are you guys going to decide you need it most? Is it center? Is it wing? Is it D? Like you guys have been around on Tanev, and, I, and to be honest, I didn't like the game that that, um, that you know Nurse and CC had the other night. But you simply say. You know, this is what we need. Like, what? where do you go? But I do think Dowd is very much on your radar. I, I do. All right. Uh, Ottawa, what is happening there? Because, I mean, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs. I think we no. know that. Uh, you mentioned uh, Tarasenko. I'm not a big Tarasenko guy. Yeah. I know Giroux's from there. He's got a year left. In his... I, don't, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I don't. Not, not now, anyway. Okay. Like I like I'll, I'll say this. I think they have considered doing something bigger. Um, not Kachuk. I, I I know that's been out there. I, I don't believe that. They'd be crazy I, to trade Kachuk. That guy's a yeah, hell of a player. Well, I'll get like you know. I don't think they're looking at doing that. Like, but I do think they've considered something bigger. I think the problem is is that like people who talk to Ottawa say they're really cautious, and I think that you know first of all, Steve Stales is new. Secondly, I, I think there's a little bit of Bob uh, that, like, like they, they know they have to get their coach right. And they know if they're going to change their core, they have to get that right. When you do things like that in season, you're limited in what you can do. So I think there's a real feeling of maybe we'd be better off, and definitely in the coaching search, and I think also, too, in any trade search for a big player, when the whole league is available to you. And I, and I think that's definitely something they're thinking about. I, I, so the more I watch them and the more I hear about them, the more I think they're willing to consider something a little bigger. Again, not Kachuk. But I, I think it's also a matter of, look, they're frustrated. They're doing worse than they hoped. It's been disappointing. You know, last night they got outshot 20 to nothing in the third period. <laughs> Don't do anything you're going to regret. So I think they're really trying, like, that's why names like Chickering get out, because they're collecting information. I don't know that they're going to do anything big here. I think they wait, but I, but I do think they're collecting information and trying to determine what they could do. And it wouldn't surprise me if in the offseason or so than now, they consider altering their core a little bit. Well, and, and you look at Calgary's defense, and if, you, if they keep, if they move the 2D and they keep Markstrom, can they still compete for a playoff spot? They might be able to with that guy in goal, as long as he doesn't play Edmonton. Well, it just depends on what you get, right? Like, it, it's hard to see that because, like, Tanev and Hannafin, like, this is my thing about New Jersey, is that yep. when, you lose, when you lose Steverson and you lose... Um, Hamilton. Uh, Hamil well, Hamilton, and also there was another. Oh, Graves. You can argue that those guys aren't worth the deals, and and that's New Jersey's business decision. And if you look at the fact those guys haven't played great this year, which is fine, but the bottom line is now also too, you have less of a runway. Like Marino has struggled this year, Siegenthaler's been hurt, he struggled this year. Everybody's role changes, right? Yeah. Like when you lose pros off your blue line, like people who are used to that kind of responsibility even if they're not your best players everybody else gets people get pushed into roles they're not ready for and i think like that's the thing i look at when i see calgary is they're gonna have to make these moves i think 
And it's going to push people into roles they're not ready for. It just changes your composition. We're joined by Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service. Uh, New Jersey's going to be interesting. Uh, can Florida and Tampa do anything? Or have they burnt all their draft capital? Well, Florida can do so. Florida has cap room. They don't have draft capital, but they have cap room, and they have a young player in Lundell. And, again, I, I've said this several times. I'm not convinced they want to do it, but if they did, they could do something for him. And, you know, they could win the Stanley Cup this year. Um, that's a really good team. So I think Florida's decision is in their hands. You know, Tampa, the thing with me is, like, watching their game last night, they got beaten by Philly. And I got, is that, like, Philly's the team, like, it's kind of like I'm so impressed with them. They keep losing players, but they keep going, and they play hard. Like Tampa this year, they've got a lot of good players there. They're, they just, whatever it is, they're not themselves this year. And I think they're interested in Hannafin. How do you get from here to there now? Like you could do it in the summer, but how do you get there now? Like they don't have a lot to deal. And like to be honest, I think Tampa's one of those teams that go for it every year. But, Bob, when I watch them – it's a hard thing to say, but I'm just not convinced that they I, – I, I mean, I could completely eat my words in June. This could be a freezing full case, but they just don't look like a championship – that they have a championship team this year. Like, Kucherov is 40 points ahead of the next guy on the team in scoring. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, I never thought I'd see that game. So when I think about Tampa, I wonder, is this the year that you go for it? Now watch, they're going to win the Stanley Cup, and they're going to turn this into a banner. Yeah, uh, Elliot said this, and we, yeah. It was... <laughs> Philly, did, Philly did that this year. It's pretty funny. Like, there's a commercial they have. So Yeah, well, the, guess, the Flyers are interesting. Uh, they yeah. trying to sign Sealer, and they'll move Walker? Well, I think they're trying to sign both of them. Like, it's in that poll nine days before the deadline, Bob, where it's like everybody's trying to see who bans, right? Like, players have offers out to both those guys. Both players want more. The Flyers are saying no. So the question is, do the Flyers bend and say, okay, we'll keep those guys and we'll, we'll bend to what they want? Or do, the, do they say, oh, someone gives us a Or do the players say, oh, the Flyers aren't bending. We'll just say, okay, we'll take what they're offering. Or do they make a trade? Like, like, like Merrick, I, I, you know, I think he's talked about uh, Dallas and Steeler. I think there's a few teams interested in him. I think he's mentioned like Boston and Walker, that Derek team is interested in him. Like they have interest in those guys. They want to keep them, but right now I think what those players are asking for or sticking with is higher than Philly wants to do. It's a big poker game. Elliot, great stuff. Final question for you. Will the Edmonton Oilers have made a deal by this time next Wednesday? I, I sure hope not because I need stuff to do on Friday. It is about you and me after all. Thanks a lot, yeah. Elliot. All right, Bob. Have a great day. Enjoy the game tonight. You bet. 4.22 in Edmonton. Eddie Olchek's going to join us at 4.35. We're going to take a uh, timeout. Elliot again for NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service. Services are especially. Visit abesdoor.ca. While we have a moment, we're going to go to the orders now. Injury report. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. We will tell you. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, uh, proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the Alberta Golden Bears. Here's the injury report for St. Louis and for Edmonton. Nobody on IR. These teams are completely 
completely healthy. And a reminder, some guests on Oilers now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today. Don and his staff at Japanese Village. they got a great location on Calgary Trail South. Uh, check it out and tell them Oilers now sent you. Back with Oilers now game day trivia for Pro-Am Sports. It's a doozy when we return. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. Brendan Escott's back in the 630 Chad Studios. Uh, we got Derek Scott and Kellen Kennedy help producing the show as well. Is uh, It is time to do Oilers Now Trivia, brought to you all season long by Pro-Am Sports, fan cave and fan gear specialists for all budgets. Uh, correct answers are entered to win a signed Dylan Holloway jersey. Check out ProAmSports.ca. Visit them in the store, 12728 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton. To pay homage to our next guest, Eddie Olchek, uh, uh, this is a hard question, and you're going to need to know your old-school Edmonton Oilers. But it's appropriate, given the fact that Paul Coffey is on the Oilers staff as an assistant coach. When Eddie Olchuk was playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, which former defense partner of Paul Coffey early in Coff's Edmonton career was his assistant coach on the legendary John Brophy staff? Named the former Oiler player... Uh, that was a defense partner of Paul Coffey early in Coff's Oilers tenure. That was a uh, Eddie. You can't answer the question. Uh, that was uh, that was the assistant coach to Hard Nose. The only coach that was tougher than like tough hockey more than John Brophy was Bill LaForge. But uh, anyhow, that's the question. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update. Texas, the correct answer, 780-496-0063. We'll get to that when we come back, and we uh, will welcome Eddie Olchuk on from NHL on TNT after a global news weather traffic update with Randy Gilbert. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.